You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. Rain, rain, go away and let our cricketers get out to play. Over the weekend, cricket was again affected by inclement weather. All local clubs were affected and most games were either drawn or abandoned. Whilst pondering the content for this week's program, I found myself gazing out the window of the Around the Arena's plush recording studio and thinking, not much happening this week in sport, and how local cricket has been on the receiving end of some awful weather and COVID this last couple of seasons. So to cheer up the cricket lovers, I decided to rummage through the Around the Arena's archive and find a good news story. With that in mind, the only person who can cheer me up when not much is happening is Bill Peters with one of his legendary cricket stories from past days. I love Bill's stories and I thank him for allowing me to relay them to you. I hope you enjoy this one. Anyone who's been a bowler at any level of cricket has always hoped to have a day where you dominate an opposition, where you get thrown the ball by the captain who hopes you can snare a couple of wickets to get the team into the match. But as a bowler, you don't want to just take a couple of wickets. You want to completely obliterate the team you are playing against, to be the guy that everyone wants to talk about after the match. One such person in the history of the Kyman Cricket Club was William James Longbottom, known to all as Bill. Bill played cricket for Kaima for over 40 years, from a very young age until he was 60 years of age. In just the period of time between 1946 and 1962, Bill took 327 wickets in the SCDCA competition at an average of 10.42. 225 of those wickets were in first grade at an average of 11.37. In all cricket before the Second World War, he took hundreds of other wickets that are not as yet tallied as I haven't been able to complete that part of the history of Kaima cricket. This also does not take into account the thousands of runs he also scored as a middle-order batsman. Suffice to say, he was an exceptional cricketer. On Saturday 24th of October 1953, he completed perhaps his most remarkable spell of bowling in a career that was full of them. Playing against Albion Park, Longbottom had already top-scored in Kaima's innings, making 33 from the total of a 179. He then picked up a wicket with the final ball of the day to leave Albion Park at 2 for 18 in reply. The following week, he had to finish off his uncompleted over, and in doing so picked up yet another wicket, leaving him with the figures of 2 for none. For reasons known only to himself, Kaima's captain, Arthur Butch Hall, went back to his opening bowls at this stage, halting Longbottom's spell. But with no further success coming, he soon went back to his most experienced cricketer, and what he achieved was something out of the box. With two wickets in the bank, Longbottom soon picked up the set batsman in Beattie, caught at slip by Alan Carson for 13. This had the Albion Park team four wickets down, but was indeed much worse as one of their players, Sanderson, was absent for the day, leaving five wickets in hand for the remainder of the innings. Stories of Longbottom's legendary ability to settle into an impeccable line and length and just nag away at the batsman were related to me at our first grade reunion back in 2006, and one can only assume that on this day it would have been at its best. Connaughton finally managed to edge one to wicketkeeper Len Bickle to be dismissed for a duck. 
Brooker was the new batsman, but he was palpably unprepared for the moving ball and was bowled for a golden duck. This left Jay Hickey to come in to face the hat-trick delivery. In the previous two seasons, Longbottom had in fact completed two hat-tricks, one of them just 18 months earlier against this same Albion Park team. So when Hickey was facing up to Longbottom on the hat-trick delivery, he was up against a man who knew how to finish one off. And that's exactly what he did here, finding the timber once again to bowl Hickey for a golden duck and to complete his third hat-trick in three and a half years. But sometimes that just isn't enough. In cricket, there is an even rarer occurrence, the double hat-trick, the taking of four wickets in four consecutive deliveries. And they never, ever, very, very rarely ever occur. You wouldn't even think about it. Unless, on your first ball, you snicked hard to first slip, where the catch is snared by Carson again, and Longbottom now had a double hat-trick to his name. I imagine there had been plenty of scurrying around on the sidelines as players rushed to their kit to find gear to put on and tore it off as their own players as they returned from the crease, having been undone by Longbottom's amazing spell. Des Stubbs had probably been sitting around musing about anything except batting some five or so minutes before, and now found himself walking to the crease to try and avoid being the fifth consecutive wicket to fall. In the literature available when it comes to this day, all that is provided is that the batsman managed to survive the next two deliveries, thus avoiding the ignominy of being forced to relive a nightmare for the rest of his playing days. However, the delay didn't last long, as from the next delivery, he popped up a catch that was taken by Leo Henry, thus ending his innings for yet another duck in the innings. There were seven ducks in all in the Albion Park innings, and they were dismissed for just 36 runs. Bill Longbottom, as well as the double hat-trick, had extended that to taking five wickets in just seven deliveries, and finished with the incredible figures of eight for three. Indeed, if the park had had their full quota of 11 players that day, there is every probability that Longbottom would have finished with nine wickets, in a most remarkable spell of bowling. And just to emphasise just how good Bill Longbottom was, on the day he achieved this remarkable feat, he was 51 years old. An amazing day in the long career of arguably Kymer's greatest ever all-round cricketer. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. It wasn't a very happy weekend for Australian rugby union fans as England took its winning run over fierce rugby rival Australia to eight games in a 32-15 victory. A late breakaway try reflected the home team's dominance and the Wallabies' error-strewn performance at Twickenham. England could muster only one try, a seventh-minute effort by fullback Freddie Stewart of a pop pass by fly-half Marcus Smith, before Jamie Lemaire trundled over in second-half stoppage time after the twelfth and final handling error by the Australians. Australia managed to stay in touch despite playing two ten-minute periods with 14 men, following sin binnings for winger Tom Wright and prop Angus Bell, either side of half-time. Coming off a 15-13 loss to Scotland, Australia conceded 18 penalties, doubled that of England, and more than double the number of handling errors. But the English struggled to take advantage. Australia's next match will be played against Wales. In golf, it's club championship time across our region. At Jamboree, two rounds have been played in the men's event. In A-grade, rounds of 75-71-146 see Ben McAvoy lead Dylan McDonnell on 150. In B-grade, 
Bruce Byers, 77.87.164 from Matthew Rourke, 171. And C grade C's Rod Hodgkinson, 92.95.187 from Ben White, 193. A heads up to Kaima men's golfers to ensure your game is in good shape as rounds one and two of your club championships will be held on Saturday and Sunday, the 26th and 27th of November. Oztag is back on in the region and it's heartwarming to see everyone running around Gainsborough Oval during the week. Just a word to players and motorists in the area, please be aware of increased pedestrian traffic. I'd like to give a shout out to the Kaima Leagues Club, not only for their support of this program, but also for the number of local sporting organisations and interest groups that they also support. A list of those they support was published at their recent AGM. Very impressive. On behalf of all those groups, thank you. And finally, the Manwalk is running a golf day on the 21st of January. Bookings via the Manwalk Facebook page. I hope to see a full timesheet. That's all I have time for this week, but if you'd like your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.